This is Season 3 of Views of the Bridge, a podcast about your Philadelphia Union. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. You can find all things BGN at BGN.FM. Let's get right to it. Looks like he's lining up for a shot. Jacob Glesnes is going for it. Is. Oh, my oh. God! Gaddis. Ray with options. Will cross us in. And it's back home by Casper Shabenga. What a slide tackle by Jack Elliott. Back to that shutout for Andre Blake. Fontana will give it a strike. Anthony Fontana has the go-ahead goal. One of the best teams across the league. But my word, Jim Curtin has pushed all the right buttons in 2020. And nobody will be able to take away the trophy from Jim Curtin and the Philadelphia Union. This is a five for five city. Put some respect on our name. Let's go, dude. Good things happen in Philadelphia. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Views from the Bridge. You're, you know, not listed. We talked about it. It's a, it's a Philadelphia Union podcast. And, <laughs> and we're here. Uh getting ahead of we're here i mean you, you already know who this is because this is usually how this goes i'm your host evan Blola, most of the time yada yada also here uh my friend in yours um he does a lot of stuff now with sporting serotonin as well he attempts to play soccer i'm assuming paul Katrina jr hey i'm tied for first in our golden boot race Good for you. on our team and i'm a center back baby everyone else on your team or in the league needs to step up them mm, there's some good guys you shouldn't we're really no it's fine now uh, we had zach labasso make his debut for us uh last night and he already put up a brace so he's tied with me at the top there you go. <laughs> to begin it's with coming. it's coming <laughs> yeah he's getting there yeah yep um, he's also getting there. It's the backbone for this whole operation. Justin Ashcraft is here. Yeah, I might be getting there. We'll see. Maybe. We've got <laughs> we've got to be relisted at this point. I mean, I feel like we've released like two episodes in a, like a month and a half. That's pretty good for us this season. We're getting better. We're getting better. We figured it out. We've 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 adapted the uh, we've adapted we've adopted the MLS UK show model of every two weeks, mm-hmm. more or less, which the- is which isn't bad. Well, and the reality is the union are finally good again, so they're worth talking about. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't mm. make us yeah. sad to be like, hey, do you want to record something? And we all just go, eh. Eh, but not really. So bad. Um, before we get into talking about the good things on the field, I guess we should talk about the good for the person that it happened to thing <laughs> off the field um Bren- brendan aronson being looked Bre- at by milan oh brendan that's aronson right that's- is, is is being looked at by milan both of them one of them the whole city itself we don't know yeah for not governor position yeah for, it's not for soccer for the governor of milan yeah yeah fashion um uh, fashion controller brendan aronson oh my uh, god um, so suited uh, for it he really is. Good pun, by the way. No, uh, Chris Albright leaves to try to fix the mess that is FC Cincinnati. Um, and boy, howdy, did Alexi Lawless Light have a stupid take about it. Um, I don't even remember who that is. Uh, what's his name? What's his who? name? I don't know. Who are your cool um, nicknames for people? Because we're not on the same page. Uh as uh, if we ever to, are. Hold, hold on. Someone talk about how we're mad about Chris Albright leaving, but not actually mad about Chris I'm Albright leaving. I'm not mad at Chris Albright good, leaving. Good like, it's going. a shame he had to go. But yep. if he wasn't going to get uh, 
Tim McDermott's job, then he was going to, uh, you know, find a place where he could get that job. And that just happened to be Cincinnati, where it's not like, you know, every transfer you make, you have to hit on it or it's seen as an absolute failure. Whereas Cincinnati has a bunch of money, but they're just addicted to failing at those transfers. So Um, he's probably Uh, bound to hit on a couple of them and make them a little better. Maybe if he brings Pat Noonan along, though, that'd be a well, really good choice for coach. Thinking for about it. Thinking about it. Uh, Taylor Twelman. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. With his reunion, should be embarrassed that they didn't try to keep him. It's like embarrassed. Did, yeah, embarrassed, I think he's embarrassed Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, listen. That's his role now. Is is that if it wasn't bad enough that we have one Alexi Lawless, we now have one and a half. Mm. I mean. Yeah, it's uh, that's a bad take. It's it's a bad take when your organization <laughs> is spitting out quality players and quality front office staff yeah. and quality just about everything, and you say it's embarrassing that other teams want our people. Right. Okay. I don't like. Were they was Taylor Twelman saying it's embarrassing that you know, Mark McKenzie and Brandon Aronson didn't get kept by the union in the offseason? <laughs> well, well, and, and like, honestly, I think for anyone that's been in this area, like, following the team, um, like, Pat Noonan and Chris Albright should have been gone, like, three years ago. Yeah, they could have left, like, two regimes ago, and I I'm wouldn't have blamed them. I'm still surprised that Pat Noonan is the assistant coach of the Philadelphia union, because there's been, especially this year. Well, actually not as many apparently as years past, but like in the last two or so years where you really start to see like, Oh, Pat Noonan, Pat Noonan, Pat Noonan, like there's been plenty of openings. Actually, there's been many at at FC Cincinnati that he could have very easily filled and done a good job at. uh, And now he probably will. I don't think th- I don't think they're going to make <laughs> no. that move. I think they've no. overreached on so many managers that they like They literally just hired the guy from this team who knows Pat Noonan really well. To okay, do but the that thing. doesn't mean yeah, that means that like Cincinnati needs to buy into what Albright's going to be about, which isn't really like flashy and like let's go swoon a coach over some like chilled wine on the Amalfi coast. No, they're coming to PA. They're, they're they do that before. You don't know how these players. Okay. Go. All right. All right. No, was just, he did. Some, he did some heavy lifting and I'm going to imagine it didn't happen over bubbly wine. So like he really gets stuff done and it doesn't have to be reinforced with funds. It needs to be reinforced with a clear vision and yes. a direction forward. Yeah. Now, whether or not Cincinnati is going to be like, cool, we got a really good GM. That's mm. all we need. That would be very Cincinnati of them to just do that and then try to hire some coach that's a really big reach, and then it goes bad, and yeah, hello. Uh, it, Justin, your thoughts again. on Chris Albright forcing Harris Madunian in out of another team again? <laughs> I mean, he probably will. It's, yep. It is what it is. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's what happens with age, you know? I mean, what? Harris is 34? 36. Whatever. He's my age and I'm not playing professional soccer right now, so neither should he. Uh, 36. He will, in fact, be 37 uh, right before the season starts. So he's he's older than I am. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, Chris Albright, 
I mean, the reality is the union have just produced quality individuals for yep. for now several years. Yep. And I think if Cincinnati can buy into his vision, which, yeah, probably isn't going to be going and getting the biggest name out there and mm-hmm. probably not going to be signing some Premier League player um, who won't produce an MLS anyway. Um you know, like whatever, I, you, you know, I I think they could get, I think they could get better. I mean, they're they're far from it. This is gonna be a tough job for, it's gonna be a tough job to take and to kind of turn that team around. Um, but I just think it like it speaks to the quality that this team produces. It, it speaks mm. to the quality, like, and in that, like, as we were talking about this, I just thought about, like, I don't think that we've talked about the fact that Mitchie Galena. Is now on a MLS <laughs> roster again, due thought? to uh, due to oh oh that's right Brendan Burke and yeah. James Chambers, you know uh, Stephen Hogan. They, they go out there and and oh 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 yeah Brendan Burke's team has the uh, USL Golden Boot leader at the moment. Oh, I forgot they have, about that. They have a guy that will shatter the goal <laughs> record for the USL championship. Not to get off on a huge diatribe. But, yes, there was a lot of guys in this organization who are now doing a thing in the Western Conference of the league below MLS. And Justin's right. And, and, and like, I don't want to turn this into Cincinnati soccer talk because those guys have their own thing going. <laughs> but um, it's not just going to be, here's a GM, here's a coach. Like, to what Paul said, there's a vision here. And what's... What might be frustrating is it's going to be seeing our guy have to start from a square you know, one and a half. You know, they have... Because, have... sure, Jeff Birding likes to spend his money, but I think Jeff Birding likes to spend his money on things that he can see in the moment right away, right? Yeah. He wants that ROI, right, return on investment right now. Mm-hmm. And, hey, we need a better backbone. Hey, we need a better and we need to focus in on our academy and we need to build from that is correct yes (laughs) um and hey we need to be a little bit more shrewd and we can't bring in like another jeff cameron and we can't pay for another brenner in one guy like like chris albright's gonna have to like money ball this um so that'll be interesting to see anyway he can't, and that's the thing. I, I think he's learned how to do that through this organization, and that yes, like, yeah. And so to me, it's like I, you know, it's it, it's a crazy thing to think about. Of like, you know, as the years go on here, you know, this is this is what happens. You know, as you as you build from your academy, as you build up through, you get guys like Brendan Burke, you get guys like James Chambers, you get guys like Pat Noonan, probably in the next couple of years, who will end up leaving the union, and and as it as the union organization you have to figure out how to continually replace those guys you have to continually mm-hmm. figure out how do we you know oh uh you know dodge call left how do we how do we replace that guy you know uh Madunian and left how do we replace that guy and so what the union have done so well year over year for the past three or four is replace those guys with better guys you know and it's like and and sometimes it was Sometimes it was a little bit circumstantial, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to go get uh, Marco Fabian 
And that's going to be our number 10. And then it's like, oh, wait, Brendan Aronson just walks out of our academy and goes, nope, I'm the number 10. And so it's like, you know, that that's what happens sometimes. But mm-hmm. then, you know, in other places, it's it's been much smaller. You get, you know, you get guys, you know, in it, like this year, you know, you lose Ray Gaddis. But Mbizo and Powell together have yep. done a great job Fine. in replacing Ray Gaddis, right. you know. And so I think it's like we, we just have to – we as a union organization have to continually figure out how we're going to replace these guys as yep. we continue to develop these guys who are going to end up in other places around the world and around MLS more specifically. Um, but Cincinnati, I think, you know, I think the interesting thing about Cincinnati, you're right. Cincinnati is much closer to the union six years ago, seven years ago mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. what they are to an LAFC or, uh, or even a San Jose or yeah, San Jose, you but now or like any of the other, any of the other clubs with coaching vacancies, right? And There's, so I think it's it's going to be a slow yeah. build for Cincinnati. Can they could they could they hit on a transfer to yep. and actually end up as a playoff team next year? Sure. Yep. You know, yep. that's that's the reality of the parity that exists in MLS. But yeah. Um but are they going to be a long-standing year-over-year contender? Now, Probably no. not for another 3 to 5 years. It depends if they're willing to change their approach. It really is. This is. I feel like they have to be after. This needs after to be a turn for this. them. If this is yeah. the start of them turning the car around, and they keep going and that they keep turning, it's got to be better than what the hell's been out there for the past three years. Speaking of better than what the hell's been out there for the past three, I'm gonna cut it to months. <laughs> uh. Hey, remember when we're like, if the Union can get hot after they lose to Club America, <laughs> they're going to be fine. Yeah, it seems well, shit, that things that. are particularly spicy look at that. right 27 now. games played, 42 points. That's good enough for third in the Eastern Conference. Let's not even think about what New England are doing. With a uh, game in hand on pretty up in much everyone. But yeah, game in hand on pretty much everybody, um, except for Red Bull, Inter-Miami. Speaking of, sorry, we'll stop talking about them. Cincinnati. Um, it's been it's been good recently for this club. Um, when's the last time we talked, boys? Was it the Orlando this, game? Yeah, it was after Orlando. We have three we have three games to talk about. So a one 0 win over Atlanta United, which came with a bit of a controversial call. A draw away against a very quiet Red Bull Arena. And then a 3-0 win and some interesting yellow card handing outs to Kai Wagner. Uh, a 3-0 win against Columbus, which included Quinn Sullivan cementing himself in my head now as the academy kid that we've called up with the best technical ability with the ball at his feet. Yep. 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 Control-wise, sorry, let me not go crazy. But I don't think anyone can consistently kick a ball as high in the air as he does and then trap it like that. And it's hurting my brain. It's very natural to him. Like, he's able to do... Which is horrifying. Well, yeah, because when you look at so many plays that develop in this league, and it's like, oh my god, if this guy had a first touch, he would be a god. You know, Casper Shabilko. That was <laughs> such a subtweet. Thank you for picking up on... Exactly what I'm putting down. Yeah. Because, gosh, if Shabuka had a first touch, gosh, he'd be good. 
Anyway, before I give myself a literal aneurysm thinking about that, Quinn Sullivan really does have that skill. And it seems like the decisions he's making, even when he has the ball for a few touches, Mm -hmm. are pretty positive regardless. And it's good. Like, it's just another thing that just does not surprise me about how good these kids have been brought up and how Mm -hmm. nice it is to be able to really like pretend to have to worry about the bench at the beginning of each game. But then you see the kid come on and two minutes in, you're like, Oh, we're fine. We're, we're just fine. Aren't we? The, what I love about Quinn is he's absolutely fearless. The Mm -hmm. guy, the guy has literally no fear. That's been in the DNA for a lot of these kids whatsoever. And I think like for, for me, like, you know, just thinking about the Columbus game, you know, he's got two defenders coming toward him. He Ooh. chips the ball through them, runs around yeah. them, and crosses the ball to the middle for a goal. Like, and yeah. then the replays Terrible are like, goal. oh, let's just start with the cross and see what right, he did. Right, I'm like, right. no, no, no. He know. just split two defenders and beat them to the ball and then crossed it in and, yeah. and got the goal. And it's just like, he just, he doesn't care who he's facing. He doesn't. And 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 Brendan was that way. Paxton's that way. I mean, but it's like, true. These guys are that way. But but Quinn's actually good at it too. Like, well, and and like Quinn's not going to break himself running into a defender. Like no. Quinn's actually like filled out already, which is nice. Yeah, 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 for sure. Not for nothing, but yeah, like just such great performances all year from him. Also, like, can I just say I'm really glad that we're back to existing in a world where people are too busy focusing on, like, Ricardo Pepe, not who, yes, will be sold for 20s of millions of dollars from FC Dallas to someone as long as he goes next year, not this year. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's so nice that we don't have, like, the, the, I don't know, top shelf MLS homegrown kid. Yes. Yes. Well, and we that doesn't mean that and that doesn't mean they're bad. It just means no, no, they're no, not but, the but ones like that are constantly being looked at all the it's, time. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's nice not having this whole media hype train also kind of being like, it's this one. Yeah. Yeah, because, everyone look here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like and, and what's interesting about that is like um like middle of the season we were there with Leon Flack. Everyone's like Leon Flack's going to get a oh, he's going to get the Gold Cup call up. He's going to yeah. he's going to get the, he's going to he's going to get this. He still hasn't got a U.S. Men's National Team call-up. Not that I don't think he doesn't deserve one at some point in time. Uh, You know, and I could definitely see him, you know, if that January camp, like it has been known for several years as the cupcake camp, you know, I could see him getting a call-up in January. But I think, like, we, like, what's interesting is because he never got the call-up that everybody wanted him to get, all the focus has gone away. And the Mm, cool thing about that is, like, yeah, Brennan Aronson gets sold at 19 or 20 or whatever he was. Uh, Quinn Sullivan still has two years until he hits that age. Mm-hmm. Paxton Aronson still has two years, three years, whatever it is, until he hits that age. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, Leon Flock is only 20 himself. Yep. Uh, so he probably you know, could be around another two years and still get a big money deal somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like... So we, we... You know, it's it's nice to, yeah, be out of the spotlight for the moment, but know, like... Yeah, we still have these guys who probably could at some point in the time i mean if the guy who's been in concussion protocol all season can get sold to a team in italy right. um some of these guys who are actually seeing the field are going to get sold at some point in time yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, well, so let's back it up, right? Like yeah, we, for sure. we 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 end up great one 0 win over Atlanta. You take that, all of course. Time, yeah, right? Casper scores with Yosef, Yosef and Barco in there too. Like mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. firing on all cylinders right now, and even they weren't enough to break through. Right. Um. Okay. Cool. Great. Three points. Take it. Go to Red Bull. Tricky one. You get a draw. I don't know. You bite your maybe tongue. bite your tongue and move on. It yeah, can't be perfect. You know. <laughs> um, and then you go. Know, the yeah, the thing sorry. about the draw for me is like it's a draw away. Mm-hmm. And like as quiet as Red Bull Arena was that night, it's a draw away on the road. Yeah. And like I think it's you know the thing about the thing about MLS and having thirty plus games a year. Mm-hmm. Is you can't really ever look at one game and go, oh, that, that game, you know, like yeah. whatever. It's like w- when you look at that one in context, that's a midweek game where you yep. just came off a three nothing win in Orlando, you know, against Orlando. You come off mm-hmm. this one nothing win, you know, and then you go to Red Bull Arena midweek yeah. in a weird game. Yeah. And then you come back on the weekend and win three nothing. So, like, well, and who cares? Yeah, it you don't you don't lose a damper in your step from those midweek performances, and we can't find ourselves so high and mighty as a fan base where we're ing at a one-one road draw. Yeah. As the Philadelphia Union, you take yeah. a point any chance you get on the road well, midweek, and then that and should then be I written think... down in a dictionary somewhere for <laughs> everyone to refer to. I think in the back of your mind too, you go okay. We're playing Columbus on Sunday. They're playing in a tournament uh, final, right? Or a semi. Mm-hmm. Um, semi. Semi. Where they can, you know, become the first MLS team to ever make it to the final this thing. You know that Caleb Porter probably feels like, because he hasn't, lived up to expectations this year. And they have a really good chance at silverware if they kind of sell out for their midweek match and then they sort of go, well, I don't know. It's the union. We can still sort of sneak into the playoffs or whatever. If, if we lose that game. So Jim can kind of roll like, you know, most of your good team, I guess, what was the lineup for the Red Bull game? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like the the union are deep, sort of a bench spot, and you know that Columbus aren't gonna like it was Evan Bush instead of Eloy Room, like it wasn't necessarily their number one number one team. Like I don't know, I think I don't think Marlon Harrison's like their number one guy. I mean, the thing is I'd too with not. with teams like Columbus, LAFC, uh, you know, whatever other teams like this, mm-hmm. like you can roll a weaker lineup out mm-hmm. and get a point for, because of somebody's individual effort. Yes. That's what's happened union, a lot at home too. Like you have that advantage where you're like, all right, we don't have to go anywhere. That's what's, that's what's happened a lot when we played Columbus. I feel like over the mm-hmm. years is like we, we play them really well. It's a tough game. Yep. It's a hard fought game. And then Pedro Santos or somebody will pull out some stupid, Thing and put a ball in the back of the net, we lose one nothing. You know, and it, 
yeah, I think that that's or tie one one or whatever. And so yeah. I think that that you know you can as Caleb Porter, you can sort of hinge on that at times where mm-hmm, you can just mm-hmm. be like, okay, I'm gonna roll this like uh, who cares? But maybe Giazzi, maybe Darlington Nagby, maybe somebody you know Zellerion will. Uh, Zellerion, I mean that's yeah. the key there, out of, is that uh, he's been that guy for them a lot in the past year so and good. a half, so like. Good. Yeah, the the guy's a beast. You, yeah. you take him on any team that you would get, but I mean, even even Zardes, like for as much flack as I give him for not being a guy that can go and find it, mm-hmm. you know, he he always seems to need, and, and he has his killer moments. Hi, Evan, are you talking about your own strikers on your team, the Philadelphia Union? Yeah, probably, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unlike some of the guys on our team, Giassi Zardes has that first touch and has that killer instinct a little bit more frequently than we would like to see at least i'll be kind the problem for some problem the problem for uh the problem with our strikers at the current moment since we don't have Corey burke is is that they have opposite skill sets and neither of them can do the other one at all (laughs) you know like yeah and it's fine like Cool, Casper is going to be a little bit more of your hold up guy. Mm-hmm. He's not going to like run off the shoulder of defenders and like that sort of thing. Santos is not going to be your hold up guy. He's going to get in behind the defense, but neither of them can do the other skill at all. Well, <laughs> so, and, and and seemingly neither of them can do that with the other one. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. in your head, you're like, wait a minute, that works out perfectly. You yeah. just kick it to the tall guy. He knocks it down and then lays it off to the dude the fast guy. behind yeah. everybody. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. But, but the, the problem, only... Santos is already five yards behind Casper right. most of the time, right. so it's like yeah. he can't knock it down to Casper because Casper Santos is already gone, you know. And like, what's wild is you want the combination play that Corey Burke and Sergio Santos have with each other, with like the the finishing of Casper Shabilko. It, it, we're in such a limbo, aren't we? Which like, is a weird because, like, Casper's where are we in like DNA mixing and cloning? Like, can we make a strike? Yeah. Can we make a super striker out of the three of them? Can we? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Is that better than transfer? Um, can our new GM do DNA smelting and cloning? Maybe. That's what I'm looking for in a GM. I don't know. That's what I guys. need. My GM. Hashtag yeah. not all GMs. Um. Hey, but let's not be negative about a 3-0 no. win. No, no, um, no, no, of course not. Great. I'll take Leon Flock's actually scoring goals now because... Terrible goal. Yeah, he said it, He said it himself. Goal. It was terrible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for him. No, Awful but goal. good for that, him. That it's looked confidence. like a good one. It was like both sides of that goal looked like 10-year-olds. Like oh, the yeah, way he yeah. kicked the ball <laughs> and just kind of like stretched at it and toe poked it. And then the way the goalkeeper didn't get his body behind it and just like let it. It was like the goalie going like, "I didn't expect such a childish approach to this shot. It almost (laughs) stunned me a bit." It was clearly Flock thinking like, "Well, that's not going to get to me." And then it gets to him. He's like, "Oh shit, okay." And then Evan Bush is like, "Oh, I can save this." And he's like, "Oh wait, no, I can't. Okay, (laughs) my arms don't work anymore." Um. Hey, good news. The back half of our schedule is like pretty good. Very winnable. Chris Albright gets to watch us play his new team. I I don't even know how that works. Is he joining them now? He's over there, right? Yeah, because he's yeah. Yeah, he already said guys. Okay. All right. So Saturday, uh, the ninth, we play Cincinnati at 
TQL Park, right? That's what it's called. Stadium? TQL oh, Stadium. Oh, I couldn't tell you this name. I got it. The, the soccer um, stadium in Cincinnati. Maybe. Yes, I don't know. Since, since, the... If it's not called Cincinnati Soccer Stadium, Sammy Slagle, it's, it's, they it's, need it's to not. do some alliteration. It's not. Yeah. TQL Stadium. Um, good Boring. on them for getting someone to pay a bunch of money to put that on there Boring. and then have them not win in that stadium hardly. And if the um, union wanted which, to give me a great birthday present, that would be yeah. a nice a nice night to get a win. There you go. Uh, and then what will probably be one of the most frustrating games we watch all year again against uh, Club de Foot Montreal. Um, That's in Montreal? That is in or, Montreal. That or is in Connecticut in Montreal? Or are they no, back it's in Montreal. Canada? They're back now. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Um, so that'll be really frustrating again because that's always really frustrating. And then It'll kind suck. of a wild card at Allianz in Minnesota, which who knows? The that Loons is going to be a lot of fun. I think I'm going to have fun in watching that game no matter win, lose, or draw. I they just, haven't looked necessarily wonderful. That's fine, though. Like, they've been kind of streaky. I don't need them um, to be. I think they're... There's gonna there's a weird element to this game. I can't put my finger on it because I am not a soccer analyst. But there really is something that stands out about that game. Well, I think it's when you don't play teams like that super often, and then you have the Union who are like pretty much in the playoffs, and then Minnesota are right on the bubble in the West at seventh. Um, Neither team can take their foot off the gas. No, no, no. And, and I mean, we'll see. You know, Minnesota's got a couple games, I think, before us, obviously. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah. You know, they have two. They play Sunday and then Saturday. Um, and, I mean, then we'll probably record somewhere in between there and Nashville. But it's Nashville, Toronto, Cincy again, and then New York City. New York City um, to close out the season, right? To close out. Are they playing in Yankee Stadium for that, or are they still at Red Bull? Do we know? Oh, God. Because I think that makes a big difference. Because if we can play them on a field that's field-sized. It doesn't it doesn't matter though. I think by that time we're gonna have the we're gonna have at least a home playoff game wrapped up. So Yeah, but remember, you know, those first round matchups do matter because <laughs> they've been they've kind of need to beat recently. those teams in the first rounds for any of these playoff games to matter. A la last year. I mean, but... for sure. For sure. I mean, I think that's right, but it's still not going to be. It's still not going to be the fifth time in the season, or six. What is sixth time in the season we play New England? Yes, <laughs> yes. In of the course. first it, round of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, come but, on, it's a little bit different than 2020 when we played that team six times in the season and beat them. I five. hated that so much. How many people from the East make it? How many teams from the six. East? Six. Nope. Sorry, it's seven. 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 Okay. So I mean seven and when, seven. When you look at it from a you know bracket perspective, if the union you have are chilling the... there in third, that's the difference between playing DC in your first game and New York City in your first game. That's one spot difference. You know what team you want to play, but it's gonna matter on your seating there at the end. I'll take I, either I, of those teams at Subaru Park. I don't care which team we play. Uh, yeah. So three would get six. Three would get six, which would end up being New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least right now. But you're right looking now, at yeah. DC, New York City, Montreal, potentially Atlanta coming in and sneaking a spot in, and Orlando could fall. So 
you know. I mean, it's the playoffs. It's not going to be an easy game. So, like, no. you got to be well, up for that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, and it's a, no no matchup's I mean, going to be preferred, I guess, because it's going to be a playoff atmosphere well, regardless. You, and you, they're going to have to be host. them coming to us. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is, I don't think, necessarily. I, 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 you know it's not going to be New England, which I think is great, because they're just white hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which that team's been incredible this year. They're I think any points ahead of Nashville. yeah, they've clinched the shield. Like that's <laughs> insane. Um, God, we don't have to give it back the moment they clinch. We, I mean, we might as well ship it up there now, though, because like, oh, no, Seattle's so on fifty-four. <laughs> they're not getting it until they um, come down and send a representative to take it. You hold that's on to staggering. It Guys, that's two, a, that's 2.2 points per game. It's okay. It doesn't matter. We have our own shield, so anyway, they yeah. can have the real one. Um, uh, do you think I'll if we switched Captain out America the Captain shield. America shield? No, do you think if we like gave them the Captain America shield, they'd just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Bruce Arena would be like, I don't get it, but okay. Like, this doesn't feel like a trophy. I'm used to picking this anyway, up. So yeah, a lot of winnable games. We're in a good spot, which, you know, Shame on us for for being pessimistic earlier in the season. We mm, should have known better. Much shame. Um, we're in a good spot. Uh, I don't know. Chicago has a good logo now. Finally, thank God. I'm proud of them. I'm proud so of them better. for being bullied. Uh, and I mean, it was only up from there, but Jesus, it's good. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll kind of. I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm being rude. Does anyone else have any thoughts before we kind of get out of here? I have a lot of thoughts, but I should. Well, I mean, I know, but are they related to the Philadelphia Union or? or okay, you know. Fair. I'm just glad that the Union are back in a place where people are actually complimenting our team and complimenting the way we play. Included, yeah. yeah I'm, like, gl- I'm also glad people are like over their initial sad of Club America. Like, mm-hmm. you know that that was something that was dessert that we got to enjoy for months on end this season. Enjoy the sweetness. That's all it was, man. Like. You never know when we're going to be back there. To have been there was nice. We're back don't in cry. business now. Are you saying don't cry because it's over? Smile because Smile it because happened? It Is that what you just said? Really? It, it sounds like you've been reading the fortune cookies I've been sending you, Justin. So. <laughs> I definitely do read those fortune cookies. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for passing those along. No Speaking problem. of things that we're glad to get out of the way, um, we'll end it there. Um, <laughs> Because, you know. We'll keep it short for you guys tonight. We'll keep it. 34 minutes is nice. At VFTV Pod, if you want to say hi or tell us that we're wrong or any combination of those two things. Um, say we're wrong and then tell us we're hot. No, don't do that. Oh, make um, it both. No, make it mm, both. <laughs> or maybe. don't say anything at all. <laughs> um, but we'll uh, we'll plan to talk to you guys sometimes after after we uh, we get scored on by Charles Zipong. Because that'll inevitably happen. Ugh. Because... He seems to be doing that at a decent rate. And I'm very excited to see Hani Mukhtar in person because he's been unreal. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that goodness yeah. rubs off on me a little bit because he's anyway, on fire. After, uh, after that game, we'll talk to you guys again. Until then, at the FTV pod for Justin or Paul. Uh, for Chuck, who's not here, send him positive vibes, by the way, at Chuck with support. Um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to Season 3 of Use in the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at VFTBpod. 
thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scars, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at IcarusFC.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at dsgntree.com slash vftv for our latest merch, or you can just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash vftvpod. Thanks for your listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Katrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.